Hello, and welcome to MiceCast with your hosts, Greg and Mike, and one more. Well, Mike, it would be nice when Richard is actually on the show that you say you host Greg, Mike, and Richard, or Richard. Yeah, Mike. I'd like um, to get to that point, but, you know. That's right. He's not consistent enough, so I'm not sure if he deserves hey. billing on the show yet. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm here tonight. That's Dang, it feels good to put a friggin' microphone on. It's been a couple weeks. Well, shoot, the last show posts on the 15th, so almost three weeks, probably. Oh, well. Whoopee. No, quite a few things going on in those last couple weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah just a little bit. Okay, well, our show topic tonight will be, enough of the sideways chitter-chatter, uh, our show topic will be based on an email we received from Tim. We'll leave his last name as anonymous, but you know who you are. You're on the boards and all that good stuff. Um, and we also will talk a little bit about uh, Westfest. Uh, first, I'll read you the email, then we'll go to Westfest so you can ponder and think about what the subject will be as we babble about our good time at Westfest while you weren't there. <laughs> it says, Hey guys, in light of the tragic events at Virginia Tech, how about a show on safety in the parks and the overall responsibilities of the security cast members? Another inspiration for this show is a recent thread over at MySage regarding the security checkpoints. This is also a sub-thread about people bringing concealed weapons into the park. And it gives a link to the it mice chat. Link, yeah. Yeah, so, um, and if anybody's interested, uh, I won't bore you with it because it's really hard to read when it's got all those PHPs, dash, you know, numbers and all that crap. So, Westfest, success or not? Uh, I think so. I think it was I... an absolute success. My, my regret is not being able to spend... Uh... Completely immersed there on Sunday as well. Yeah, you know, I'm going to have to give you the John Sheila label again for the, uh, <laughs> your lack of attention or a lack of participation in Westfest. I mean, I burned the midnight oil as being the, you know, kind of the local host at our home park, and you kept wussing out going home. What are you talking about? What? How, how, uh, did you come I, Friday? Wait. Yeah, I was there Friday. I was okay. there before you on Friday, and, and, and I was there before you on Saturday. Right, and when did you leave Friday? I left at 2 o'clock on Friday. Yeah. yeah. After okay. lunch. All right. What time did you leave on Saturday? The oh, same you left time after you did. Dinner. Okay. What time did you, you leave on Friday? Sunday? What time did I got there at like 1 on Sunday, and I left at like 5. Yeah. Yeah, no. Sunday, but I had the family with me on Sunday, no, so it was kind no, of hard to. No excuse. I don't want to hear family excuses. Okay. Yeah. Your wife stayed for a long time, too. She was really interested. She stayed for a while. She hadn't got a call that one of the kids was stranded at the beach. Uh, oh. She had to go get him. So that's, okay. that's why that happened. So bite me. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, well, Westfest didn't officially start till Saturday morning. That is I true. Was there. That is I was true. there for the beginning. You weren't. I was an hour late. Bite me. You missed. You missed the whole initial. Yeah. Well, was was anybody helping me load up all the crap that we needed for the the show that night? No, I don't think so. Uh, okay. So didn't want to leave so, it in my car overnight. Yeah, even at the IMW Beach home, you know, there's always possibility of thievery, and I didn't want to okay. pay somebody you, for all the crap I had in the back of my car. So. Are you are you paying trapped on vacation a royalty for using his nomenclature to call, for your house? His isn't at the beach. Mine is. No, he calls himself. The, he calls this place the vacation home. You're the IMW beach home. What the hell? It's the same and, thing. And he's got the bleeping wife, and I got the smoking wife, smoking hottie <laughs> wife. So, <Okay>. you know. <laughs> All right. So anyway, Westfest. What did we do? 
Well, I, I guess people started rolling in Wednesday, Thursday. Did you participate with on Thursday? You went to dinner or something? Uh, yes, I did meet a few people on Thursday. Or was that and Friday? Then, I've lost track. No, you know, it was no. such a haze because <laughs> I stayed up until like, 4.30 in the morning one day working on the presentation I was providing for the, sh- the show. Then the next day it was 1 in the morning. Then the next day it was 3 in the morning. It just got worse and worse, and I was, you know, uh, pretty tired. Yeah, well, scheduling around Vegas trip probably wasn't all that good of an idea. No, well, that, that couldn't be avoided. And But anyways, yes, I did have... Uh, I went to the park, and I forgot. Couldn't find anybody or nobody was around. I forgot what the thing was, but I went over to where Paul Berry was staying, and he he had a few folks with him. That Shoot, God, I want to say, because some people came in Wednesday. I think I saw them. Like, I totally lost track. But anyways, yeah, I sat down, had dinner. Or I, Yeah, we did end up having dinner. Dave O'Neill was there, a couple forum members, uh, Paul and Patrick. And then Brad ended up coming down from the park. So did John. Um, shoot, there, uh, Coconut Wireless ended up there. Uh, Gary from the Mouse Lounge. Um, so, <laughs> you know. so, so anyway, so it was a, it was a good time. We ended up in the bar because the restaurant closed, and that's where I ended up having dinner. Luckily, a couple other people had not had dinner yet, and um, Patrick, you know, took his took his time getting from the airport to the hotel so if it wasn't for patrick being so slow uh <laughs> no <laughs> okay no i guess he had traffic i forgot what the problem was but oh yes yeah. well traffic yeah you know about that yeah so anyways the um you know that was a pretty good time and then you know that's how it kind of started off for me that was kind of the big thing getting it going i think i had seen no, i i know i saw some people the day before like say i've lost track i popped over there in the afternoons at the work or something like you know say lost track Okay. Good times for all. You know, we saw more yep. than just the fellow podcasters. So you know, we. Yeah. Uh, so I don't don't want people to think that all we're doing is gladheading and, you know, no. talking about only podcasters. I hung out with a lot of listeners. Really? Yeah. I don't remember one of them, but you know, I did. You know, I was kidding. <laughs> oh nice. yeah, just keep building up that show. Nice. <laughs> okay. Well, there was Friday. We hung out with some podcasters, some listeners. The, I don't know, just kind of ramped up every day. Saturday, it just was, I well, thought. Sh- the... shall, shall we mention what we actually did Friday? I guess so. There's pictures out there, so why not, right? Well, yeah, There's... I'm, I'm getting ready to upload some more. So I haven't uploaded anything yet, so that was what I was working on before you interrupted me. But uh, hold on. Wait, before I interrupt. You know, I like the way he says that, you know, we're we're doing a show here, but we're interrupting him. Yeah, I, I'm, I was about to... <laughs> About to examine that line of thought. What do you mean interrupting you? Well, I was I was but preparing then, then some fine that, photographs to upload to Flickr, and your then, your then little dingle that. dingle uh, yeah. interrupted me. But I knew we were doing a show tonight, so that's okay. He, so, he, but also he makes blah, an issue blah, blah, blah. that he hung out with the audience. Um, the audience is why the show's on. Yes, uh, go, go I I, I say <laughs> that because after um, Mouse Fest and. Uh, some of the stuff that hit the boards, there were some questions. Well, I don't hear you guys mentioning any of the listeners. You guys are talking about meeting everybody. And, you know, part of that was it was the first time for many of the podcasters to meet with each other. So I'm just reinforcing to the audience who didn't show or couldn't show that we didn't just, you know, hang around with each other as podcasters and professional podcasters. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But we hung out with everybody that was around. So, in fact, I I met some really cool people that I hadn't met before. So, it was was pretty cool. 
had a good time. But again, now that there's dead air, I will fill it. Um, I'm just, I'm just sitting there. I'm, I'm, I'm sitting, sitting there thinking in my head, and I'm thinking every time I found you, you were hanging out with the same person. Uh, so who, I'm like, who, you would, were, who would that be? Brian and Renee. You're and, always hanging out with Brian and Renee. And they are listeners of my imaginary mm, my way show. Really? Really? That's that is okay. correct. I gave All them right. the nickel tour, and now at times. They were with me plus other people, and then, you know, other people went their separate ways, and I kept, it was their first time in the park, they wanted a, you know, local ex-cast member to, you know, give them the ins and outs. Remember, he is the author of the full report, the Walt Disney World Travel Guide, and, uh, you know, so he was interested in stuff, you know, out here in California, so. Okay, Um, and you were that source of that stuff, is that what you're saying? That is correct. Okay. So now, did, did, you, you spend... did you did you know that they even showed up to the flag retreat? I didn't see him at the flag retreat, but no. he, he emailed me a picture today of. Of course, you weren't in it because you were standing on the other side. But when we were around the flag at the flag retreat, okay. So I thought that was pretty nice. Yeah, that's that's nice. All right. Well, I'm just trying to think of all the you know anybody else besides them. Every time I ran into you, it was with those two. Let's see. Art. Art's a listener. Yes. Um. But that was when we started getting into big groups. No, there was times that Chris and Art were, to, you know, and I were together. Um, uh, shoot, uh, the last night, I think 15, 16 of us got on the Jungle Cruise together. That's cool. Uh, then we went on and we played uh, the Astral Blasters, which, yeah, I, which get... I suck at, by the way. I was about to say, you probably got your ass kicked. Uh, I did, but I actually got almost broke 100,000 this time. Oh, congratulations. That's that's nothing. Yeah. I know. I never yeah. play the thing. And we The thing stopped, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I can rack up some numbers. And I see this red light hitting the target, and I thought it was mine. I don't think it was because my little green light, I noticed it wasn't going off. I'm like, oh, screw this. I'm no good at this. Somebody broke a million when we were what? in there. So, yeah. Yeah, wow. that happens. I've broken a million once. Oh, Richard, 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 Richard. This is a good little off-subject tangent <laughs> that we like to do. I was telling the guys when we, we got off, the ride about the two or the one annual pass holder, one a-hole pass holder um, that complains to you about the other a-hole pass holder that racks up the numbers every day. Can can you give us the background of that story? Okay. It was just the one time I happened to be in the area and the guy and this one pass holder was complaining that, well, there's, you know, you have a couple pass holders that they have a, their general routine of what they like to do. And this one guy, he likes to go into uh, Astro Blasters. And, you know, he goes in in the morning when he comes by and he happens to get a good score. So his picture's up there. Well, the other guy is complaining because he never gets his picture or he, as he puts it, it would be nice to allow other people to get their pictures up there rather than it's like, well, you know, what do you want me to say? I, you, you, you want me to tell somebody that's here it's the same as you that they can't ride certain rides because you don't like it that they ride rides. And it was just one of those, I don't understand. In the meantime, the pictures rotate. They only stay up there for so long, and then they it refreshes into whatever the, you know, the latest picture is over the last, however, I don't know what the uh, timeline is on it. It's just one of those little things of, I don't understand this. Get over yourself. It's just yeah. It's just the ride, and a, it's it's just a ride. Just go have fun with it, and and then you come into the thing of well, it just doesn't give you know you 
you have people that are saved all their lives. This is the explanation I love, that you have people that save all their lives. This might be their only chance to come to Disneyland and be nice if they had a chance. And I'm looking, I'm going, you know, you have people that save for years and years to come to Disneyland. That's the least. They're just happy to be here. They're, yeah, they're, well, and the person yeah, that does that most time. likely is never going to get that high of a score because. Correct. They're, they're gonna be, <laughs> they might not even know that there's a score being done at the time. Yeah. So, uh, it, you know, those score things are just add a little things to keep the attraction. It's for uh, the it's for the locals, really, to, to get their jollies the most, off. Yeah, of. and it keeps it kind of fresh because, yeah, you get. You get those little things, just like in the. Keep it when, fresh. Who do you? Th- are you what are you? A rapper now? Keeping it fresh. <laughs> oh, keeping <laughs> it real. <laughs> no, but uh, you know, like the old days when we used to uh, play pinball games. Well, it was the same pinball game, but you're always trying to better your score on things. That it's is same thing, that is correct. Same attraction, but it gives that unique that unique little thing that you're trying to do better than the last time you did. Yeah. Thanks for that story, Richard. That that was not, that was nice. Well, you know, that was nice to be able to spend a good five minutes on a subject that really wasn't worth talking about. But. No, but, you know, it, it just <laughs> furthers the old DF, you know, opinions mm. out there. And I got to say, I'm still blown away. DF was used so much this last no weekend. Here, here's a little term that, I mean, Mike and I had, what, maybe three shows under our belt at the Throw time. Throwaway term, yeah. And, you know, and we'd, we were making, you know, fanatics. Fun. I said, oh, what about Disney Fundamentalist and DF for short? Mike could almost not stop laughing. We'll have to pull that clip up sometime and, and, and I was about to say play I, it back in there. I was reading some threads and people were talk about dropping DF and think I gotta find that clip and we gotta we gotta isolate it. Yeah, we we do because it's it's weird. It's a, you've seen um, Lady in the Water, correct? Me? No. Oh, you got to be. No, what? It, it got bad reviews. It was, you know, it was, he's, he's been letting me down slowly but surely every show uh, he does. Oh, are you serious? Every yeah. show he does, the last show before no, this no, one? No, no, no. Each one gets a little bit, you know, a little bit more and more of a what? Are you serious? You, you thought uh, Signs was a letdown? No, 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 no. Science no. was the top Sci- of the game. I Science, say. yes. Science what, what, what was what was in between? Village was a little bit of a. Yeah, Village was you know. Right. Okay, fine. Was but so that was the only in between one between Lady in the Water. But anyways, there's this. Um, excuse me. Here, I might be going out on a limb. I'm I'm going to say I actually like the the Unbreakable one. So like not many people. Not many people like Unbreakable. That's, that's yeah, my I, least I favorite I like of all of them. A lot of people don't. Yeah, so. we got there's there's this little little sub story and and Lady in the Water nurses. These guys who all they seem to do is just sit around and BS about nothing. So, sort of like what we're doing kind here. Of like us, yeah. yeah. Okay. And they're trying to come up with a phrase that you know will be caught on in, in their generation. And one guy says "blim blam," and they're like, "Oh no, that's been used." Well, later in the movie, Knight Sham Knight. I'll just I can't say his last name. Knight's sister in the movie because Knight's also in this. In this yeah, movie. he's always in his flex. Well, this one no, he's a prominent role. It's not like oh, okay. you know, in for a few seconds, and um, she says something, and she says like, uh, um, "Miss, what was his name? Mister Whoever is a player," and she's like, "Blim blam," and it's just kind of funny. I, I anyways, I like the movie. It's not a movie review show, but. Um, it's one of those things that when you hear it, like in, in Lou's video, in the D, Universal DF, so he threw in that Universal thing, probably yes. for Bob, and then the DF, and uh, pretty funny. In fact, you know, I bumped into Bob. Well, I guess I can't say what I said to Bob after you know the Star Wars portion of the uh, the fireworks show. 
And uh, I asked Bob if it aroused him. I guess I can put it oh, that gosh. way. Oh, gosh. So he's like, oh, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to hear this conversation. Uh, but anyways, yeah, well, Richard, yeah. <laughs> Richard, did you watch the um, that video I gave you yet? No, I have not. I've been sitting here spending time what video did what you we're give not Richard? supposed to be doing. What video did you give Richard? I, I gave Richard uh, my copy, or loaned Richard my copy yes, of loaned. Intervention. How'd you get a copy of Intervention? How do you think? I ran the, the thing, you doofus. Oh, so you just got to hang on to it. He No, he told me it was for me. <laughs> Fine. I've got other copies <laughs> and you know different files and such, so get over yourself. What are you talking about? I just want to know how you turn around and give it to Richard. He came, Richard stopped by the beach home today and I loaned it to him. Oh, okay. Anyways, um, let's get back to the event. Friday, a bunch of us met early, you know, day before, had lunch at Club 33. That uh, was nice. Yeah, a little expensive, but it was nice. Do you, you oh, do realize what yeah. happened, don't you? Oh, yeah, we got screwed. Yeah, yeah, we got yeah. yeah we got we got hosed. For those who had soda and didn't have any adult beverage, they got hosed. Yes, but, if you're drinking or drinking a bunch, you got the freaking deal. Yes, you did, but we won't go there. That's not what this show's all about. But we enjoyed hanging out <laughs> wait, on no, the balcony, wait, wait, waving wait, down wait. to the little people below. Um, the unwashed yeah, masses. I've been, you know, now how long were you guys with the company? Uh, I was almost Two there ten years. years. Two years. Yeah, and I've been there for. 25 a quarter of a century and i have yet to go into club 33 except when i'm doing business well, I, I guess you just don't rate then do you oh yeah, i guess not Jeez. well remember <laughs> I, remember the first time i went richard i had won a dinner for two from ron dominguez at the end of summer party you had an equal chance to win that and you were a loser and i was a winner that's how that one <laughs> oh, gosh <laughs> that was oh, a yeah, luck that I got was a my finger right here on the palm. <laughs> that was a that was the luck of the draw. Got lucky. Now Karen, uh, what doesn't make it make any sense? The smoking hot wife. She's been up there more than I have because her doctor she used to work for used to take them like once a year to a Sunday brunch, and they haven't done that in quite a while now. But uh, she's been up there probably three or four times. Uh, so it's just it's just luck. And this same thing too. We we got lucky that someone knew somebody that knew somebody. And we got in. So so one day, Richard, you know, maybe you'll know somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody and you know Or, yeah, or they might actually work their way through the, the list quick enough before Greg, you know, dies of old age and he gets in. Yeah, that might yeah. happen too. You never know. So anyway, that's where we started our um our day off and some people left early, some people stayed late. And yeah. it wasn't really an official day. I no. I, I forgot what time I left. I don't it was late, but yeah, I hung out for a while. Oh, excuse me. So I don't know. Is there, how much more about West Fest we gonna talk? The dinner came off really well. Went a little long. Everybody yeah, but typical well, typical yeah. mice cast yeah. production. We were hosting. It went long. What can you say? Uh, everybody, thanks to Patrick. I mean, uh, Wendell to the Magic, who you know were kind of the underwriting sponsor to the whole thing. No, 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 <laughs> don't. Okay, that was an inside joke. We don't need to perpetuate that anymore. <laughs> Why are okay. you just mad because the button is out there that says "hosted by Wendell the Magic"? Or well, I'm not angry about that, but well, it's, you know, it wasn't. 
you know, it was a joke. It's an ongoing it, fun joke. Just get over yeah, it. Wow. Anyways, Window the Magic provided a, a, a lot of um, stuff for the door prizes. So did Gary from the uh, uh, Mouse Lounge. Yeah, on Main Street. Lou and Bob, a bunch of stuff. Bunch of stuff. Um, see who else had a real Brad bunch did, of stuff. I don't know. Brad, Brad had a, quite a few videos in there too. Yeah, I had a few things. So. Mice Cast had a couple things. Uh, Meandering Mouse had a few things. Everybody went home with something. There was not one person that attended. The last ticket pulled out of the bowl got the last prize. You know what? And I don't think she realized. That's how it works the last ticket pulled out of the bowl gets the last. Well, the prize. funny thing is, Richard, we we didn't know that. Well. I don't think some of the people figured it out because when she won, she about won ape shit, which was good. She was excited because, you know, of what the the prize was. But I don't think she, I, because I would have got it. You know, if, if watching it, I knew there was only one ticket in there. Well, if, if you'd heard everybody else's name called, it's kind of like, and the, you know, the, the runner up to, uh, you know, what was it, the, like the prince, um, uh, Miss USA, runner-up for Miss USA, and the first one, well, as soon as that name's announced, the winner starts screaming because she knows she's won, she's right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when the second to last one was pulled, you would have thought that, I, I don't think she quite realized what was coming, but it was a magical moment. Uh, it was, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She she was really excited. Yeah, she was, she was excited. So good the for last, The last ticket in the bowl got the last prize, so I, you know... Kudos to Terry and Patrick for organizing the, the you know the way that things were bundled together to get uh, to make sure that they ran out at the same time. At least it looked like they were trying to plan it that way. Yeah, no, they did a really good job. And later in the evening, the things started getting more bundles. The bundles were larger, and then it you know the coup d'état was two of the big prizes. One provided by Patrick. One was provided by I don't know who that guy was, <laughs> um, but it worked out really well. So yeah. So, yeah, come back next year, right? Definitely come back there's, next year. There's, yeah. there's people already clamoring on the boards. Well, When's the next one? I was going to say, I, I got an email from our favorite Aussie, John, and um, he's asking, you know, uh, he's, to paraphrase him or not, let's see, this will, he wants to know when the date for 2008 is because he wants to start cheating, lying, and begging early uh, <laughs> to ensure that uh, he can make it. So, he said, basically, I sent him an email saying, Westfest was great. You got. I think I copied you in the email. <laughs> yeah, so I saw that. He says yeah. he wants to ensure that I don't have podcasters rubbing my nose in the pain again next year. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, are you there? Yeah, yeah, I'm here. Oh, my Skype just went crazy. Oh, you still there, Richard? Yeah, I'm still oh, okay, here. Good. Okay, we're all here. Just, all right, know. so yeah, it was good. Uh, there's a couple things we can improve on. I oh, would, there's always things we can improve on. I would on. get a bigger dinner space. Well. We were, we were jammed in there a little tight. Live and learn. I, you know, some people, yeah, oh, exactly. Some people exactly. didn't it's think all... we'd sell out. Some people thought we'd be lucky to have 20 or 30. We ended up with, what, 70 people? 74 total. 74 people. Every event, I think, that we held in the park, every meet went over very well. I know I had way more than I ever would have expected at my meet. I had like two or three RSVPs and thank you, my two or three listeners who RSVP'd. Um, but I think uh, somebody at the back counted 48 maybe at my uh. meet. I was really surprised. Um, and I didn't get to everybody else's meet. I, you know, I told Paul he was a sadist to do something at 730 in the morning <laughs> on uh, Sunday. But, after the but there's nobody weekend. in the place, right? 
Well, it was perfect for his wearing the park game, and, and that was what he was going to do that morning. It's just after the previous week of late nights and early mornings, I, I said, screw it. Yeah, it reminds me of some other events I do as a youngster that you're just running on three hours of sleep. Yeah, yeah. Because well, you're up and down, up yeah. and down. Here's the funny thing. I, I forgot that I put on the calendar at work I wasn't going to come in Monday. <laughs> I got up and went to work Monday. So you went to work? <laughs> yeah, I needed to. I have a bunch of stuff to catch up on. But, I mean, I practically slept through the first half of the day. I was so tired. But, so. but it. it was good. We even saw Richard. We uh, Richard finally got over to the west side as uh, I think we were leaving the west side that day on Friday. So, but, Yeah, so, so you worked Friday, Richard, to win. I worked till 3. Okay. Yeah. So is that enough about Westfest? I'm sure everybody's going to be talking about Westfest. Uh, yeah. Is there anything just... significant you want to mention? I don't we we have not and we can officially say there's no date yet picked for Westfest 2008. No, that's not going to happen for hopefully a couple months, but if I know some people it'll be the next week. Uh yeah, some of the Uber organized out there will need to <laughs> get right on it. Uh <laughs> So let's call this a segue, move into our next show or our next segment. But uh, we also have some email we should probably read. I, I know I've at least got one or two here. And I'm going to forward you this one, uh, Michael, that okay. I got from the listener. You said I, the people I was always hanging out with. Well, you know, I wasn't hanging out with them. They were hanging out with. No, just kidding. Um, hey, <laughs> Richard, did you hear this? Walt Disney World has a uh, changing all the resorts to non-smoking. I got that press yes. release. Yeah, what do you yes. think of that? I mean, We've that's... already done that at Disneyland. I thought they already did that at Florida, too. Well, we just got a press release that said that. I'm not totally surprised. Well, God, the, the kids' yappy dogs are making noise, and it bugs the hell out of me. Now, gotta, just on a little segue on that one, That just on what things are going that way, it was funny because when we were in Las Vegas, oh, that was terrible. Nevada, passed a whole new law too that you cannot smoke anywhere in nevada since well okay. except like, outside like or on the gaming floor itself yeah. but nowhere else basically nowhere where there are going to be kids or food it's, right. it's kind huh. of kind of the way to think about it are there kids there can't smoke because kids won't be in casinos right correct do they serve food yes and a kid could be i mean you know Which shopping was funny centers, because yeah. you're sitting you're sitting at a bar in the middle of the casino, but you can't smoke there. Why? Because they have hors d'oeuvres. So it's just one of those interesting. Right. Our favorite digs. Wait. We go to the Star Trek bar, right? And yeah, uh, yeah. And, and, light, and light Quarks, cigars. Up. Light up cigars. Couldn't do it. It just. In fact, when we walked up, you know, you don't have to say smoking or not anymore because there isn't. And she was going to yeah. take us to the family area. I'm like, can we sit over there? She's like, sure. And I said, Richard, hmm, sure we can't smoke. And he's like. There are no ashtrays. I'm like, well, I guess that's pretty much the answer then, huh? <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. As what, I mean, where's, where's Vegas going to? If Sin City, you can't even light up. You know, it's... it's. Uh... I, I guess you can just light up walking down the street. Well, the, the, you know, and it was always satisfactory to me to watch a smoker, a, a, a cigarette smoker, leave because of cigar smoke. Because of how yeah. many years have we had to suffer from cigarette smokes being blown That was our awesome. Way. That was awesome. <laughs> so we well, had a warp core breach and a good lunch, anyways. They couldn't hardly get my flaming rigs of targ 
to flame. I mean, she, she she ended up pouring this whole thing. They wouldn't go out. She poured this, you know, whatever they get to to light it up, and it you could see the little kind of embers below it and on top of it, and it wouldn't go out. I'm just give it to me. It'll go out. She, of course, they wouldn't give it to you while it was still flaming. So in the meantime, I'm having lunch, enjoying it while Greg's waiting for the uh, fire to go out. My targ needed to go out; it was still flaming, so but it ended <laughs> up being good. But as to your question, yes, I have heard that the all the resorts have gone non-smoking. Well, it, it says by I think what to say June first or July first they will all be non-smoking, but they're not yeah, yet. Yeah, I, I thought they had already done that before Disneyland did that, but obviously, you know, yeah, it doesn't surprise me because you know everybody's got rid of the tobacco shops. It's really hard to find. You know, cigarettes, matches, uh, things of that sort and nature. So that was interesting. Uh, let's see. Let's catch up with some email. Like I said, I got one from Wendell to the Magic Mobile. Or is that mobile? That's... Mobile, probably. But it looks like mobile. I can just see, you know, Paul having this little mobile, little little Wendell to the Magic Mobile yeah, with his little <laughs> logos floating all over it. Because then it would be surrounding you with the magic okay. but it says thank you for a fantastic i almost said fantastic thank you for a fantastic weekend i think we really saw the birth of something special this last weekend west fest and i look forward to next year's uh the to the next time we can get together and thanks paul i do enjoy getting together with you but as i said fantastic you know what it reminded me of this was funny remember when i told you i went into the park about three weeks ago to meet one of the MiceCast listeners you couldn't yeah. make it remember that <laughs> As we walked past, Richard, I'm sure you're going to attest that you've seen this. This is really funny. Fantasmic is down and has been down for a while, correct? Correct. <laughs> so you walk past the rivers of America. People got their blankets out there. They're like getting ready. Yep. And it's so obvious it's not going to happen with construction yep. going over there. And by three in the afternoon, people are sitting there camping out already. That's sad. Yep. I just find that ironically funny. Hey, I got the exact same email from Paul. Well, good for you. You probably sent them to everybody. <laughs> I just think it's funny that. Well, no, he had so a don't good, feel he, so special anymore. That's Paul right. Writer, that's right. That's, that's so. Paul had a good time. Everybody well, I, had a good time. I so I think any doubt about anybody having a good time. No, some people had better times than others, but I still think um, uh, we all had a pretty good time. John's is pretty funny, but John's is so long. I told you a little bit about you know the rubbing the face and the cheating and the lying and all that, but. Uh, Here's one of the funny parts. It says, um, the wet weather did have one advantage, though, because he was complaining how Sydney was just getting pelted by, by rain. Unseasonable rain, I believe he was telling me. It says, I caught up on the Magical Definition podcast and got a great laugh hearing Nathan, or Shandy as I call him, defending Disneyland in, re in regards to having the best Pirates attraction, which we already knew, and yeah. stating that New Orleans Square was one of his all-time favorite Disney areas. Wonders never cease, and maybe he's getting nervous regarding your upcoming debate. So I thought that was... So I'm taking pieces out. I thought that was kind of funny. It says, hopefully I can shout you a beer when I'm in L.A. next, or uh, when I'm in L.A. next, because he seems to pass through here every now and then. So we'll have to see, Mike, since he calls you a <laughs> Sheila all the time, and probably rightly so, if we can get together and have a beer with him in LAX or something. So. That would be cool. Uh, see, what is it? P.S. If you want to see some inside info regarding a previously planned Disney park in Australia, let me know. As part of my role, I'm involved with tourism Central Coast, and in early 80s, they worked on a conceptual U.S. theme park model for the local area, which unfortunately did not come to fruition. Now, that's kind of interesting, considering that was one of the areas that we thought... Um, we talked about. We yeah. talked about. So that would be interesting. And 
uh, on a side note of that, uh, Greg and I, uh, when we were in Las Vegas, did a lot of walking at night, a lot of picture taking. I mean, you got some great shots at night out there. And we got to talking with a few people. One of them is a visitor from across the large pond, the Pacific, from Australia. So we had a chance to talk with him and find out a couple different things and, uh, about Australia. We were trying to all trying to figure out what the population. What was it he said about 22 million? Was it population. wasn't very big. It was pretty small. Yeah. yeah. And he w he was making the comment. Yeah, Disney probably won't do too well, but Warner Brothers actually has a working movie lot in Australia that does a lot of business, I guess similar to what Universal Studios in Hollywood does. Huh. Yeah, he didn't think Disney, it, they could support Disney, but if, you know, he didn't really say what his his idea of Disney was, if it's like Disney World or Disneyland. Because yeah. easier to support a Disneyland type park or resort than it is a Disney World multi-park resort. So, all right. So should we move on to the, uh, the big show? The, is that, is that the email you wanted to read? Uh, no, I did say I did John's. I, well, Brian, you know, um, we already talked about Brian and Renee, the writer of the full report or the full throttle. I, I keep missing that. That's, that's Disney world, the full report. Um, God, yeah, I see. What was this one from? Oh, well, you know, no, I talked about meeting one of our members in the park. So, um, I guess I better read his email back to to me, or I'll say to us at MySCAS. I was just representing us. Um, just wanted to say thanks for coming out and meeting me and my family. It was cool of you to come out during such a busy time at the park. Although our time was short, I enjoyed it. I'm pretty sure I wouldn't have taken a ride on the Columbia if you hadn't recommended it. That was fun. By the way, we were talking, Richard probably you know, being the knowledge of all things people could care less about, well, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you begged me to come on the show. Yeah. I didn't. All things people yeah. could care less about. I didn't beg you. You asked yeah, me. You, you asked me if we were doing a show tonight. Anyways, we were talking about, uh, I heard somebody say something about Scuttlebutt, and it, 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 uh, and uh, anyway, we were talking about wonder what it means. It's because it's like scuttlebutt. It's like, you know, being around the water cooler and talking. It was, it's the scuttlebutt. Well, he says, anyways, by the way, scuttlebutt is the cask that sailors kept the water in for the trip. But I can see where the slang comes from, much like hanging around the water cooler. I love your show and will continue to listen. Keep up the good work. If you're ever in SF, he says, not Frisco, because I called it Frisco. You, you, yeah, I told you that was bad. I've heard that was bad Shame from on. other people that have lived there. It says, give a call. I'll be sure to hook you up at whatever restaurant I'm working at at the time. And here's where I told him if he sent me the restaurant name, I would plug it on the show so anybody in his area could support one of the you know fellow DPN people. It says, right now I'm at Annabelle's Bar and Bistro, and that's located at 68 4th Street between Market and Mission. Thanks wow. again, Rick. And that's Ricky Fingers. So he's, I think that's his... Um, Name on the forums also. I was, I was just in that area at the beginning of the month. Okay. Well, if anybody is listening out there that's in, in San Francisco, because I believe I talked to a couple of people that are in the greater San Francisco area. And by the way, did you see that the bridge or the overpass that yeah. blew up? Yeah. Yeah. Brad was a little worried because that's Brad's way home. So he was thinking of alternate routes to go. So, excuse me. Again, support your fellow DPNers at Annabelle's Bar and Bistro. 68 4th Street between Market and Mission. And Mission. I know exactly where that is. Okay. 
Yeah, I, I'm exactly. I'm pretty familiar with that area myself. So well, I just I just walked down. It's near the Metreon. It's near the Museum of Modern Art. It's yeah, I was down there it's by their little Galleria, not too far from the end of the Powell line on the cable car. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, and by the um, way, I, I uh, you know we should mention our flag retreat. I think that was our event. Went pretty well. I guess I. I a couple of times I've seen flag retreat lately. I had not got there in time to hear them call out to bring the ex vet. the ex uh, ex and active military people down to stand by the flag. The flagpole. So I'd yeah. seen people down there, but I hadn't heard, and it just came in late. So that was that's when you asked me, "Are you going to go down there?" I was like, "Why?" And now I know, and and that was kind of cool. So yeah, it was first time for me too. Joseph comes up to me, excuse me, bitter toast. No, that's not bitter toast. Burnt toast. Burnt toast. Sometimes he is bitter, but no. <laughs> no. That was another Freudian slip. Burnt toast comes. Hey, they're gonna call veterans. Go down there. I'm like, what? Yeah, yeah, no, they do it. I said, well, I don't know. So that's why I turned to you and said, hey, you want to go down there? Because I think oh, you so would you, know about you it. You didn't know either. Yeah. So when they call, I said, heck yeah, I'm gonna go down there. And that the one army guy who I didn't catch his name, they turned him around. They turned him back. I said, no, we're going. Oh yeah, well I don't think they 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 were doing their typical uh, keep the keep guest, the riffraff out guest there. control. I don't think they realized, um, and then I almost walked because I I forget the coast guards considered part of the services. So I started to step when they you know they'd done uh, Thanks, army, navy, marines, and I'm expecting air force next. And I start nope. it started the the song for what's that? What, oh, the coast guard. Semper uh, Paratus is yes. the coast guard. So, so I was chatting with the guy down there. I think, God, if they don't get to the Air Force uh, song quickly, here comes the color guard, and I know how picky they get when they get close. I've had one security supervisor I used to know uh, when I worked there who I thought was a prick anyways shoo me out of the way when I was a good 20 feet away taking a picture. He's like, move out of the way. I'm like, you know, screw you, buddy. But anyways, it, uh, that's just the way it goes. So that was a good event. That was That was kind of fun. I did not expect it. It has been a long time since I've – had to do that. Okay, wait. Civilian, military. What do I do? If, uh, I'll just take yeah, the hat well, off. Yeah, well, if your heart, hat's you know? on, yeah, if you have a hat on, take it off and put it over your, you know, your heart. That's, but, yeah, that's what I did. But you know, as a as a civilian, I've never put my hand on my heart. I usually just stand at attention. And I, you know, all the other guys are doing, we're all doing different things. I'm like, oh, well, the funny thing oh. was, I I think I told you this. There there was a group of guys standing around. Some old, some. I think there was only one probably active guy. Yeah, he was there, next to me. Yeah, and then yeah. on the other side of you was another guy, and he had his, his, his sunglasses. I looked like an ex-Marine type. And I wasn't really, you know, reading his shirt. And then uh, at the very, towards the very end, I think they're singing God Bless America. I, I look over there, and I'm reading it. And it says, like, uh, something like um, Marines Like Hot Moms or something like that. And I almost burst out laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, you know the real odd thing because when when the head of the color guard and he's he I think Ernie. he's re Ernie. I think he's retired now. He might not be. Uh, he is from retired the, from the Marines. He yeah. looks, you know, both ways, and he says, "Thank you for serving," and salutes yeah. us. Salutes you, yes. And you know, yes. you feel like two, you want to salute back. Salute him back. Two dudes did. Two dudes on your side did. Did they? But yet, yeah. One. He's not an officer. I never saluted anybody but an officer, except in basic training when you were taught to salute in only and, certain and, situations to practice. Any, yeah, you know. well, any, if that moves, salute it, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, if all fails, salute. All you can do is be told you're not. I had somebody, yeah. I was walking around in a flight suit one day, 
uh, salute me. And I'm like, well, it's, it made me feel nice, but no, hey, don't you don't see anything yeah. on these shoulders, you know? I'm, no, yeah. but th- you know the cur- the courtesy is if someone salutes you, you salute them back. Well, regardless. I I did, but I'm like, you know, you, you don't have to do that. But she was yeah. new and young, and I I I been there, done that, and have those and uncomfortable. In the meantime, you're also in a flight suit too. So yeah, I know. As as I'm sure, sure, Mike, you ended up in some of those uncomfortable situations where you know technically you never salute inside, right? I mean, we never did. Correct. No, Navy, you don't salute in- yeah. indoors. So we were outdoors, but we were under a canopy right by the door. And then it's like that awkward moment. I guess, yeah. all, the, I guess all the lieutenant can tell you, uh, yeah, don't worry about her. You, it just, you know, you, I'm sure everybody's had that odd moment. The, the easiest rule in the Navy was if your hat's on, you salute. And you don't wear a hat indoors. That's that's true. Well, we sometimes so, didn't do right outside under the canopy either. But yeah, you're trying to you put your hat on before you walked outside. So when you were on base, when you knew it was close to retreat, did you know a lot of guys that went diving? Well, for went tour? inside, yes, yes. <laughs> Go inside so they wouldn't have to wouldn't have to stand outside for colors. Yeah. Well, always you always felt funny if you couldn't see the flag, kind of standing in the basic direction of where you hear the music coming from, saluting yeah. nothing. You know. <laughs> well, that's funny because when when you were when we were when you were off. You're not in uniform, but you're on base, and you hear the the flag retreat. You're supposed to face in the direction of where you know the flag's being lowered Correct. and stand at attention. But you're not in uniform. Yep. But you're an active duty person in civilian clothes. You're supposed to stand at attention. Well, I, even I, as I, a civilian, you're expected to do that when you, when you're. Yeah. Well, you're as a civilian, you're 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 rendering honors to the flag as to put your hand over your heart. I guess. I. Don't, I don't know. Well, as a civilian, you would do the same thing. You keep your hands on the side. Um, same as I was kind of reviewing with, uh, oh, I can't remember who I was talking to. Um, when you go on board <laughs> the ship, not unusual. when you go on board a ship, what's the first thing you do as you walk across? Salute the flag. Blah, blah. Yeah. And, exactly. As a yeah. civilian, what do you do? Oh, I'm glad you brought up that, Richard, because I, I think I mentioned this to Mike. When we left the Columbia the other day, when Richard and I were on it, now, again, I guess he's pseudo in uniform, but he turned around and he saluted the flag before he left the <laughs> Columbia. Yeah. All right. That's hilarious. Proper respect. <laughs> but as a civilian, you do something similar when you when you board the ship. You, uh, I, you know, I, you as face, a civilian. You face the stern. And with, you, know, you, you don't, don't salute. The hard over, you just face the stern, the stern and then you address the officer of the deck. Yeah. Though. Yes, yes. Permission to come aboard. Yeah. All this information from a non-military person. I love it. That's okay. Sorry. He he envied. But yeah, I, I, I would. It would have been nice to, uh, or not nice. I mean, it's typical for us not to do any research. But it, I, for something like that, I should have. <laughs> you should have checked, checked it out. out shouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> no. Well, I didn't expect to go up there. And I know, I didn't either. But you right. know what? That got a a little bit of um, I don't want to say attention. That's not the right word. There was a little bit of respect that came out of the group who came to watch because I don't think they were expecting that either, and I certainly wasn't. Um, so that was kind of yeah. nice. It was cool. Okay, so now finally on okay. to the real subject. Um, really? Are you sure? Are you sure we're finally on to the real subject? Jeez, how, how yeah. much time have we spent not on the subject? Well, I can uh, tell you about here. About 45 minutes. Really? About, 40, know. about 45 minutes. Yeah, 49 minutes. So. Um, well, that's how long we've been on Skype, man. We haven't really well, we, now. It's pretty, pretty darn close. Yeah, I guess the bigger question is, do we think we can cover this? And um... well, I could read another email, which is actually kind of funny. And we have it, other. We had another list of because uh, it picks on you just do. a little bit. Oh, go ahead. Oh, good. Anything to pick on, Greg? Okay, it says hi guys. 
This is from a guy named Anton, and he's from San Jose. And Anton writes, Hi guys, I just wanted to write in and say you are doing a great job. I've been listening for about six months now, and even though I don't agree with all that is said, I find your discussions fresh and entertaining. I do think that Greg argues just to argue sometimes. <laughs> he does. <laughs> and I could tell he can't stand to be corrected. <laughs> he can't. That is but not it, true. But it's... <laughs> I state my case right yeah, no there. Kidding. I, I do not. <laughs> but it is entertaining. After listening to most Disney podcasts, there's one thing you guys have the most don't. Longevity. Your topics are not dated. Most podcasts talk about what is going on that week or special events. Well, geez, it's kind of... <laughs> This first half of this show is about special. Anyway, though they are inform informative to listen I, I, to. That's not the kind of special event I think yeah, he yeah. means. So. Yeah, they, though they are informative to listen to when a month passes old, not worth listening to. I found that I can go back to any of your casts. They are fresh and interesting and fun to listen to. Thanks for the entertainment and all your hard work for us DFs. <laughs> well, well, Anton, you're welcome. Uh, and, that's funny. All right. Let's see. Any other emails come in? I mean, we've... Well, I'll tell you what. Let's, we could go into this, and if it gets long, we'll cut it up and okay. put it into two parts, and we'll we'll do well. We'll do this as a fifty-minute show. Tune in. Tune in next and, time. And they, the they'll, it, yeah. They, yeah, they'll keep hearing us talking about what we're really going to talk about, and that'll be the the following show. How's that? Oh, okay. Okay. We we take care of our mousekeeping right mm -hmm. online. You know. What? Mousekeeping. The what? The mousekeeping is it, mousekeeping. Uh, Brian. Brian. Brian sent me an email. Says, "Isn't that what Mike calls it, mousekeeping?" <sighs> so, not on purpose. Like not on purpose. Not on purpose. Okay, so again, in in the lights of the Virginia Tech uh, massacre, uh, he didn't exactly write it that way, but that's really what it was. Um, how about a show on safety in the parks and the roles slash responsibilities of the security CMs? Well, it's it's really changed in a long over the years, and Richard will be able to. Uh, test to this because he's he's seen the good and the bad and the ugly uh literally over the years i only got to see the good and the bad now it's getting really ugly uh, <laughs> no, he's, it's serious richard will tell you and i jumped over to the mice cast uh yeah that's why i really don't like this form it's a bunch of i don't know anyways the some of the stuff is like has anyone ever seen or ever had anything removed when you're going through security well you don't really go through security you go through a bag check so that's you know Misstatement number one, which um, is manned by ticket takers. Yeah, which right? which I find you know at least give the people you know some false sense of security about having security there, and they're they're saying well no one checks you going into the downtown Disney area, so oh you know what this this guy doesn't actually say Disneyland and he's from Australia, uh, Toowoomba, Queensland, Toowoomba that's what it looks like Toowoomba Queensland in Australia. So it could be Disney World he's talking about. This I I jumped to Disneyland, but and at Disney World they do actually have security. Security, doing. yeah. Um, this guy saying nope, nope. The security checkpoints are are not all that thorough. They open your bag, barely glance in. Hypothetically speaking, of course, if someone really wanted to smuggle a weapon or something else bad in, they would uh, have to do it and best hide it under something else. But you know, and it is. I've seen some barely glance. I've seen some dig through. Uh, I've seen both. Uh, and then some guys said that during the week before Christmas in 2005 at Disneyland, they would not let me take my tripod in. They did not confiscate the tripod, but they made me put it in a locker outside the secure area 
which cost me 10 bucks, maybe 8 I was furious about that, especially because I saw several people with tripods inside the park once I finally got in. I even complained to City Hall that I'd brought it on in on several occasions. Um, they said they were not allowing tripods in the park because the park was too crowded. And um, anyways, they, they he says they should have put signs up. But, you know, hey, we don't have to put signs up that says dorks not allowed. But, you know, if we want to... <laughs> I mean, they don't have to put a sign up for no costumes, and they won't let an adult male go in in costume. It's just, you know, they have the right to refuse service to anybody they want. It's just their right um, to do that. Sure. Um, you know, it's, a, it's that thing. Richard and I, when we used to use the, uh, oh, this is funny, Team B, beautiful bitches. These two girls have their hands in each other's butts. That's their picture on this. Um, what are you uh, looking at? I'm looking at the uh, micechat.com. Uh, oh, the link to this thread? Yeah, and then I went down the thread, and there's this picture of these, I guess it looks like two girls' hands on each other's butts. Anyways, uh, it's, uh, I guess I'm saying anyways. I got a complaint long ago yeah, about Yeah, you say uh, that a lot. Yeah, okay. I don't anymore on that show because it's more scripted, but here we're, we're just the real, keeping it real. Uh, but oh, Richard, ri is? yeah, Richard and I used to regularly tell folks they couldn't take, um, not stroll. What's the 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 carts? Wagons. wagons. Thank you, Richard. Not to take wagons in. Well, you know they could have got. We could have just ignored them, chuckling inside chuckle. That cruel. <laughs> uh, you know, knowing they're not going to get in the park. But being a good cast member, we would tell them out in the parking lot when they're just unpacking it that you know don't bother. Anything that's pulled behind you won't be allowed to go in. Uh, I don't know if they're. It doesn't seem that they're, they're quite so picky. I've seen some stuff in the park that I, I'm really surprised. Uh, that they let in the park these days, uh, so I'm really surprised uh, who they're, who they're. I was gonna <laughs> say it's like tripods. We used to always say no tripods were allowed, because what are you gonna use a tripod for? Is because you got your camera to take set pictures. up. You're gonna, you're gonna you're gonna walk away from the to camera generally with yes. a timer. So you got yep. the camera sitting on the tripod with nobody standing around it, so it becomes a trip hazard, and that's generally why the rule was that we had no tripods that has since uh been changed that they allow tripods in the park see there, there's one that richard and i don't agree on because i was never taught to tell no one i can't remember the no tripod rule it's not to say that we didn't have it and i've just forgotten there's that possibility um i but i don't remember ever it does make sense because you can also trip on them and I know when I have them in the park, I kind of stand very close to them. I yeah, never walk away from them. We, we always told people, you can use it as a monopod. That's fine. I, I completely understand. You now, want that to keep sounds vaguely familiar. You can use yeah. it as a monopod. Just don't spread the legs out because it just becomes a, it starts becoming a trip hazard on it. But, of course, that's been changed. So you oh, know, man. As, as things go along, things change here and there. Here's a nice one. This will make you feel, feel really good. Um, yes, the security checkpoints are a joke. They are a warm and fuzzy method of portraying to naive and gullible folks that Disney cares about their safety. All that really happens is that some good and honest folks are told to get rid of various items which have no security concern whatsoever, tripods, snacks, etc. <clears throat> well, the snacks is because they don't want, they want you to eat their own food, let's be honest. Tripods well, hey. could be a safety issue. No glass bottles, safety. I, I do agree with glass bottles. Hold on, let me finish this because part of this is actually kind of funny. 
or not funny. I do agree with the glass bottles not being allowed into the park. I know why they do it, just like at ball games, you know, things like that that I threw in there. Even though there are plenty of places inside the park that have glass products already. He's missing the point of why the glass. People can be clumsy and broken glass on the ground in the middle of a stampede down Main Street after the fireworks can be dangerous. Now, personally, I've never seen a stampede on Main Street after the fireworks, but, you know. <clears throat> yeah, it's, it's very slow-moving, yeah. like a glacier. Yeah. I have taken my concealed weapon into the park on a few, a few occasions just after 9-11 and just snickered to myself when I passed right through the security checkpoint while not carrying anything while the old lady next to me is being stopped and questioned about her sewing bag. I seem to recall the uh, MCers who had pocket knives taken by cast members at a checkpoint. Eventually, it wasn't in, evidently it wasn't in his pocket, but in a bag. Rather than whine about it, I would have just turned around, took a short walk, put it in my pocket, then re-entered the security checkpoint line again, issue resolved. Like there are no knives to be found in any Disneyland restaurant. There aren't even accomplishing the feeling of being safe in the park. You either do something right or you don't bother doing it at all. Be safe. I. Where was this? Which this was um, in the mice chat in the first page, uh, three quarters, to the, almost to the bottom. The guy's got an avatar of Mickey as a pirate. Um, <clears throat> okay. You know, I sort of see some of his points and and don't, and I don't know if Richard at the time. Uh, I don't know if you were a foreman, Richard, but I had to go through some foreman classes, the anti-gang uh, classes where they brought in the local cops on the, that are on the gang task force to, to teach us about you know, how to deal with gang members, you know, those kind of things. Their opinion, it doesn't necessarily mean it was right, uh, but the police's opinion was that most gang members would probably not bring in their weapons into the park. Um, though they believe that their cars might be stocked full of them, uh, they, they, they get, went into the mentality of the average gang member. Black and Hispanic gangs tend to be territorial. Many of them never leaving a few square block area where they grew up. Uh, Asian gangs, especially Vietnamese gangs tend to not be territorial and you can have a, uh, Houston gang come into Orange County for a week hit it and leave not territorial at all um asian gangs also tend to target their own people because in general um first second generation asians have not used banks but uh, keep the money themselves loan it to each other therefore they know who's got the money and who's got what and and uh home invasion uh tie up you know cigarette burning all that tends to be uh, more typical with Asian gangs than black and Hispanic and white gangs. Um, so based on that, they believe that uh, a large percentage of gang gang members would not bring weapons in because they're not in a comfortable environment. They, they're not in places where they know where they can ditch things and stuff. So uh, that's the opinion of the cops. Doesn't mean it's right. But that's what we were taught years ago when I went through some gang awareness classes. Gang awareness? Well, you know, gang we, we, have a, we had a lot of shit around the park, just to be honest with you. I mean, you know, locally. And then, you know, we did have one shooting while I was there. Richard was there well, uh, that time, you gotta, too. you got to so. remember, and this, this is one thing I always talk, talk, try to remind 
other people that I talked to there is, you know, Disneyland and Disney World are very different from one another when it comes to one thing. Disney World, even though, in fact, I was just reading uh, this month's uh, National Geographic has a whole article on Orlando and how it's changed so drastically in the last 30 years, but regardless, Disney World itself is still a somewhat rural environment. You have to go traveling quite a few miles on property before you even reach one of the parks for the most part. Disneyland is right in the middle of the city and so you still have your big city problems that would you know come around there you still have uh, you know the teenagers that unlike Walt Disney World where you're gonna have to use a car to get to the Magic Kingdom you can literally walk across the street to any of the local apartments right around from the resort so it has its its pluses and minuses on there it's just a little kind of different way of thinking at times and why I said that, I have no idea. But <laughs> yeah, I, I, I have no idea either. Because yeah, but it, it just kind of goes into what I'm thinking, what Greg was saying on there. So, but anyways, but you know that is somewhat true. Well, but it doesn't diminish the fact that they're talking about security in general. It doesn't matter which coast it's on. People could bring weapons into the park. Now, I know we've um, always asked off-duty peace officers to check their weapons and security. And some of them already know that when they come to secure to Disneyland, it's kind of known in the local area that Disneyland has a place for them to put their weapons and we prefer them not to have them on them in the park. Uh, and it's not that we're afraid for them to use it. It's like anything. It's, it's of it getting in the wrong hands or um, something happening unexpected. It's, uh, and it's just to try to keep the environment as safe as possible. But I do find Disneyland's you know, bag check somewhat of a, well, I find it a big annoyance because there's no, let's say, single rider line, no no line for those with nothing uh, like they do at uh, Disney World. For most, for the most part, there are areas you can Jeez, go. Jeez, listening to a couple letters, though, I think that's probably the best. <laughs> well, Just walking on or carrying stuff on there. Well, you know, it's funny is you, you read through some of these and you see people like just finishing their, their root beer bottles. And it's a lot of stupid stuff that we would have done or ticket takers used to do themselves just taking tickets. They'll see people with the big um, a cooler. Oh, we don't allow those in. You know, that's you can take it over to the picnic area, enjoy food, but we don't let any outside food in. Just like any movie theater might do, um, uh, or any other food environment. The local bowling alley. You know, though we all broke the rule, it says don't bring food in. That's because they're trying to support their own business. Well, you know, okay, you talk about food. Uh, when the kids were younger, we were bringing backpacks full of, you know, fish, crackers, Cheerios, whatever, water, and they don't say anything. We we never uh, did no. for children. For anything that was, you know, like a snack for a baby, baby food, what we didn't let people do is bring in large co- – I mean, we're talking large coolers, not, well, you know, igloos full well, of – Saturday their... Saturday morning in front of me was, was a family <laughs> carrying two McDonald's bags and a – and a drink yeah. holder full of McDonald's cups, and the lady said, "You need to go eat that that yeah. picnic carry over there." You know, was yeah, I not, was I not clear though, Mike? I said when I worked there, things and Richard will tell you things have yeah. got a oh, little lax over the years. There, there's yeah. there's also another thing too, and to be quite when Greg when you were around, it didn't play near as much. It's become a little bit more of a stickler with things now, uh, but alcohol. Uh, 
we just had one a few days ago where <laughs> guy and and actually I know there was one time you and I were dealing with some folks out in the parking lot that were bringing some alcohol in, and you know in the past for the most part. Disneyland has always been a dry park, but now you have California Adventure, which means there's a liquor license. And Mike, Mike laughs because he would do this kind of stuff. When he yeah, was I know. But, yeah. the, but there, there are distinct laws that, and uh, let's face facts, the California Alcoholic uh, Beverage uh, Control doesn't let things slide or go. I mean, they will pull your license for blinking the eye the wrong way. and so there's how, how do you blink your eye the wrong way? I don't know, but okay. they did, I've been told they will. So, uh, so there's those type of things that take into consideration. That's why we don't allow the outside food or drink coming in because we just de ne don't necessarily know what it is, and it's kind of funky feeling when you're asking people, "Well, can I smell that?" Kind of blah blah. For children, you're going to pretty much have a, an assumption that okay, it's the snacks for the kids. It's the little, it's the Cheerios. It's it's the water. It's the uh, Fruitopia, whatever it is that you're bringing in for the kids. But it doesn't matter that the parents' weed is underneath it. But uh... yeah, that's right. Exactly. <laughs> so, but that that's that's also part of it there too. Are you I clicking? Mean, Whose mouse do I hear? That's not me. All not me. Someone's freaking scrolling their mouse, clicking their mouse. Greg, I didn't. You're a freaking liar. Did you hear that? Yes. That? Yes. Jeez, is it that loud? <laughs> oh, God. You can't lead lying bastard. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, anyway, what was I talking about? Smuggling beer in the park. Mm. No, we, we walked out, in, of, we walked out, out we walked of DCA out. with our beer and we we get halfway across the Esplanade before someone nabbed us. You're not supposed to have those cups outside of the park. Okay, we'll put them in the trash right now. Yep. <laughs> the funny thing was that it was actually a well, it's like probably a ticket taker cast member wasn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe. We we didn't see a whole lot of security around for the weekend. I did see some of the electrical parade. He asked us if we were with this mouse chat or whatever. They were having mouse adventure. Mouse, mouse adventure. But he didn't yeah. say mouse adventure. He actually said mice chat because I believe that's where the mouse adventure is connected to. Uh, it's, it's one of the forums. It's they're not on their own. I mean, they're connected to a forum, I think. But anyways, okay. I said I said absolutely not. Uh, I told him who we were, and then he came back later and asked for some cards and like you, know. Did you give him some. Yeah. Good. So, so anyways, that that's that's what that was about but oh the, part of the other thing case you know channel four today aired that stupid thing about flight over the park oh you, the disneyland is restricted airspace yeah and i'm like who gives a rat's ass i, I they're making a big news story out of nothing in, in my opinion well, well it is absolutely nothing because it's not a news story that's that's been uh, old news since 9-11 uh that the FAA came out with restrictions over certain venues when you yeah. have a you it may large be old news to you because you know it but I don't I think this is the first time it actually hit like the public airways uh, you know it because you're one of those people that knows those kind of useless pieces of information well and, it's, and you're it's a awesome. pilot yeah I was gonna say I'm a pilot so you get the notums all the time when uh, 
which is short for notice to airmen uh, that of different flight restrictions, and that's uh, one of those flight restrictions. Anytime you have a ball game, whether it's uh, football, baseball, they have the same restrictions go up. Wait a second. But those are temporary restrictions. Those are temporary restrictions. Okay. However, but when you have a venue like Disneyland, when isn't it crowded? When do you not have people at Disneyland? Yeah, it, one in the that's, morning. That's, that's, one in the morning? How many thousands of hotel rooms? Not just talking about Disneyland. You're also talking about the Hilton, the Marriott, uh, well, the Plaza. Well, then they can apply. They can apply that. They can apply that same logic to Las Vegas then, on any freaking Saturday night. Aha! But here's the difference. Aha! Uh Aha! -huh. Uh -huh, because I, I double checked on this, because that was one of their that was one of their key points in the, in that uh, NBC article was that well they don't do this for Universal. They don't have to do it for Universal because Universal sits right in. I, I was corrected because I didn't think it was that close, but. Burbank Airport, Bob Hope Airport, they fall within the airport traffic zone. So they're already restricted. Las Vegas has a uh, control area from McCarran Air Airport uh, right next door to it. Uh, McCarran Airport, which is literally right there off the strip. Yes. Their uh, control zone covers the greater uh, Las Vegas metropolitan area all the way down to the floor. That, and thanks to having Nellis Air Force Base, which does the same exact thing, it covers all of the metropolitan Las Vegas area. You, you, it's all under positive air control. Uh, the other thing in the report was, and it, by the way, if anybody wants to see this report, do you want me to give the web address on what it's on there? Is it, uh, is it manageable? Yeah, it's NBC4.tv. Oh, that the web address of the video. You know, it's yeah. funny. You sent me that video earlier in the day, and not too long ago, we were. I had the TV on, and that they were uh, pimping that for the later news. Mm -hmm. uh, now, the difference, though, and you, since you're a pilot, you can expound upon this. But uh, watching the little interview, and then we'll get back to security after we get on this side tangent. Um, they didn't talk about control zones as much as they did restricted space so you might want to explain to the average don't know anything about air travel and air flight and zones what the difference between what you're calling because they specifically kind of kept it as they kept referring know, to it as a no-fly zone which correct. is incorrect uh there's basically no such thing as a no-fly zone uh it's you don't enter the zone without having prior permission to go to to enter into it. Uh, in essence, what it is is they've created a zone over Disneyland that would be over any airport, any uh, control tower airport. The restriction is from the ground to 3,000 feet and a five-mile radius circling around the uh, center of the uh, object, and if an airport, or in this case, Disneyland in the resort district. So from three thousand from the ground to three thousand feet and five miles out, you have to ask you have to have prior permission before you can enter that. Now, if you are flying and and I have flown. Wait a second. This, wait wait a second. You said five miles out, so that's ten mile. That's a ten mile diameter. Ten mile diameter, correct. Correct. That's a pretty big chunk of airspace. It is, but when you're flying at a couple hundred knots, uh, you go through it fairly quickly. But uh, you know, the, uh, uh, all right. Let me let me add more tangent to this. The pattern. The pattern from Los Al 
yeah, out was... out towards the east, heading towards former Norton. Now don't forget Los Alamitos. Los Alamitos uh, uh, Reserve Base has the same exact restriction. Yeah, yeah, but Around that's a military five miles. No, it's but... a, it's an airport. That's that's uh... all, that's all it needs. It's an airport. Okay. Well, the point and the point I was making the exit the exit traffic corridors for these aircraft, mm-hmm. you know, helicopters go right through this restricted airspace you're talking about. And I guarantee now, you, I guarantee you they're not at 3,000 feet. Now, you want to know something else, though, Mike? What's that? I flew through it, too. People <laughs> regularly do fly through it. You know why? Because it's a check-in point for both Los Alamitos and for Fullerton Municipal Airport. The Disneyland's, is, a, Disneyland's a landmark for pattern? It, it's a landmark for the pattern. To enter into the pattern. Yeah, how the long? Trip, how long ago was this that you did this? So this, this, what they're talking. Years ago. They're talking since nine eleven. I did uh, my last flight, which went through that area, was just two years ago, and unfortunately, I haven't been flying since. But uh, yeah, this was. Uh, in fact, I'm looking at a chart right here that's dated 2004. And here's <laughs> here's the here's here, well, charts are changed out every three to six months depending on the chart. But here's the thing, I'm under positive air traffic control, which means I'm already getting the permission from air traffic control saying, yeah, go through this space to enter into the uh, Fullerton pattern. So you're under, I cannot just arbitrarily enter into that without having the permission. I'm being granted the permission. That's all it is. That's all the difference it is. Wait a second. Fullerton's, Fullerton's got a man tower still? Yes, it always has had a man tower. It cool. closes at night. I will say it does close okay. at night, but it always has had a man tower. All right. So is this, is this also extends over Disney World? So this is not like as exclusively about Disneyland. So Disney has two. Let's, is it safe to say restricted flight zones? Well, I would imagine I, I'm not familiar with the uh, air traffic out there, but it's far enough away from uh, the local airports. I would imagine, yeah, it would. It probably have its. What do they? Uh, its they call them now. They call them Class A airspace or Class B airspace. Class. This would be the equivalent of what's referred to as Class D airspace. Class D, right? So that's Correct. yeah, that's a cylinder extending cylinder to a certain height. Yeah. Extending okay. to three thousand feet above ground level, or APL. And same thing over Walt Disney World has Class D airspace. Well, they had an now anytime there, the Angels play. There's the same thing that pops up over the angels but that's during the game. Te- that what they're saying is that's temporary. But that's why, temporary. Why that's does temporary. Dis- why does Disney all... have a permanent one? Because you have because like again, uh, well, right now well, angels. You're you're, no, you're, you're, you're starting to but sound then, like a shill. Yeah, I was about to say the same thing. No. Right <laughs> now, the, there's no angel game that that's going on, or if there is, forgive me, but let's say there's no angel game going on. There's nobody around there that much. To be quite honest, though, uh, that uh, five miles out would actually extend over Anaheim Stadium, too. So that covers Anaheim Stadium. Barely. But um, that's fair. Okay, so but you're saying that because Las Vegas was one of their big examples, as is is Knott's, uh, Universal, and um, Magic Mountain. They all mentioned those, and they all showed their little – because they went out and hired a a guy in a private – Magic Mountain, but – well, th- okay, if you I want thought... to bring Magic Mountain up, okay. we can bring Magic Mountain. That's all. I thought they did. But anyways, they showed a – they hired a private pilot, and they had him fly over some of these air you know, air spaces, and they had shots mm-hmm. of him flying over. Um, you're saying that right now that those places have equal protection? Well, let's put it this way. 
Oh, no, no, no. That was a yes or no. Do they have equal protection just like Disneyland? They have the same amount of protection. They have the same exact protection that Disneyland has. No, I I don't think so. Why not? Wait a second. Disneyland has been classified as Class D airspace. Okay. Class D air, you know, airspace designations are are for airports, landing fields, things like that, right? Right. So no one's going to be landing airplanes at Disneyland. But yet, it's given the same treatment as an airport. Right. Um, but you mentioned earlier that Universal is under the is under the airspace of Bob Hope. But Bob Hope's going to be Class C airspace. Okay, and Class C airspace has stacked cylinders. They get wider as they go up, sort of like a layered cake that goes that's up. You exactly. Know, wedding cake upside down. All right. right. So, you know, at the low altitudes. There is no restrictions over Universal. The restriction over Universal is Wait a second, higher up. Mike. Wait a second. Negatory. Oh, I'm going to chart right now. The... Where? Online? Or oh, in your li- on your hand? My grubby little pretty hands. Here. I got the chart uh, right here in my hand. I want to see a chart. And the chart says here, over that particular area, because I'm using the uh, 101 and the 138 as my junction point, which is right smack there in the middle of the... Uh, main cylinder which is surface to 4800 feet so they even have a tougher restriction over there than we have over Disneyland okay well let's look at let's let's ask the question this way then Mike if Disneyland had not got this um, on this bill by an Alabama and, Repub- uh, now, representative or congressman. Now, even on Channel 4, before you go on, I've, I've been looking at that, and I was looking up, and if anybody wants to look it up, it is a mess. It's a 435-page piece of law that's Public Law 108-199. And it does not mention Disneyland or Disney by name. It just says over certain venues. No, you, you are correct. They even said that on Channel 4. It doesn't right. mention Disney by it name. Said it states specific venues. Is it geographical areas or v- venue? A venue. Okay, so how does it identify... How is Disney getting something then that Snots is not <laughs> getting? Why does Snots need it? Well, granted, there's Snot, nobody there. Knott's, <laughs> no, no. Knott's already has it. Knott's is about one and a half miles, or maybe two miles away from Fullerton Municipal Airport. They're so, already covered by by Fullerton's air traffic zone. Okay, so let me ask you this. What do you think, Okay, in your opinion, what is this piece all about? That's a good question because I don't know why why the whole big rigmarole came up on it. And I have to say, Loretta Sanchez is the biggest weenie interviewer congressman I think I've seen in a, a long time. She, through her interview, you would she seems very anti Disney, and they are in her district, right? Yeah, Disneyland falls within her district. Yeah. Poor things. Oh and, no, and, no wait, Sanchez in Garden Grove. Yeah, her district extends out into that section of Anaheim, too. Remember, they change these things every time they have a chance to when they're in. Yeah, you, know, <laughs> yeah. you want to know exactly where her office is? Her office is right across the street from the block. Hmm. But anyways, anyways. They, they interview her, and she's being such a weasel. Oh, I don't know why Disneyland gets such special treatment. And yet I she don't... was one of the people that helped put it there. Oh, not according to that interview. Not it according says... to that interview, but... But at but the very remember... end, when they're just... to they go back to the reporter... He says that though she, you know, she supports it being there, she just questions 
how they got special treatment or something like that. Yeah, which of course is the way she would do it, but because it makes because it's a, it makes the whole thing look bad. She doesn't want to look bad on there. But she was one of the people that helped with the whole routine, and the fact that she's I don't know if she's the actual chair or the co-chair on the House Committee for Homeland Defense. That clues you in right there. She knows exactly what's going on. Hmm. Well, I just found it interesting. And personally, I don't have a problem. And it's funny, I mentioned it to the smoking wife tonight. And she says, so what? Because I, yeah, I, I said, is it because they don't want those banner planes flying around? Which is what they they actually mentioned that. That, oh, they just don't want competition. <laughs> well, how, how could one, one place compete with another in a theme park by flying over it? But they mentioned they didn't want those banner planes and all that. I'm like, yeah, so because they had some. I always love it when they have the the unnamed pilot who's behind the dark lights and the funny voice. I don't know, you you know. Yeah, and um, you know that that whole thing was a bunch of malarkey. For for a minute, I thought it was Richard, but then the opinions were you know contrary yeah, it, to. It, it was a bunch of malarkey, <laughs> and you know. Nobody mentions that for the longest time, up until uh, about the mid-80s or so. The air, they used to have funky shapes on these air tra- You know, when I mention airport traffic zones are these nice, neat cylinders from 0 to 3,000, 5 miles out. It used to be that these airport traffic zones, had, they were actually kind of like a keyhole shaped because they extended them out 10 miles or 12 miles on the approach on the yeah the approach road. approach corridors yeah and the approach corridor for both floor 10 and for Los Al used to extend out over Disneyland so you still had it covered by uh, up until the mid 80s they were the air traffic was restricted over Disneyland in so much as the same as it is today you had to be in uh, air traffic control to be able to go into it and then in the uh, mid '80s, they changed it to kind of standardize it, just make it a simpler uh, five miles out, and it took that airspace away. And uh, when I've gone flying in the past, uh, Greg, I think you've gone with me. I know Mike, you've gone with me a couple times where we would just go ahead and circle over Disneyland for a well, little, you know, I was going to bring at 1,200 feet or so. Well, I, I remember, I, that, uh, yeah, we did that once where Richard and I were in the airplane with a walkie-talkie. Trying to get hold of Greg on the ground. Yeah, yeah. Why? Well, I, I I remember doing that once, and Richard was very paranoid. One because he was an employee, and two, like, I'm not supposed to be doing this. Uh, I was a, and also I was a rookie at the plane too. Is you know when you, when I might they, tilt it more. I'm trying to get a good picture here. <laughs> trying to, <laughs> trying to, not slipping down below. So. Not slip the wing too much. I uh, like I say that the the piece was really weighted, and I'd love to actually hear you argue this with someone else that supposedly knows their stuff because I'm curious to see how slanted their their piece was. I just don't get what the point is if they're trying to get it restricted because, or I mean, taken away because I don't see anybody supporting taking that restriction away because there is this that is a sense of security though this pilot dude who they interviewed that you couldn't see who he was claims it's false sense of security and that's why the tie-in to our other security issues is if you wanted to crash your plane into disneyland there's no way they could stop you 
And the other part of the news story was that all what all they do if you fly through these spaces without permission is you could lose your license for, you know, like or uh, suspended for 30 days or 60 days. It, yeah, it, it, it depends on what they feel like doing to you. Yeah, it depends on what they feel and, what, and how bad of a uh, uh, offense you did create. I mean, there there are legitimate mistakes and probably there was an article a couple months ago in AOPA magazine about Washington DC which is has to be especially since 9/11 happened with the Pentagon is probably one of the most secure airspaces in the in the world <laughs> uh, you think you think go figure but they because you have so many general aviation airports both to north and south and Washington DC is such a corridor of traffic that goes through that you always have these small planes that tend to uh, stray into the area now and then purely by accident purely innocence but they do stray in that they've been even uh, playing with this new signaling device that they can hit a plane in daylight and give a signal to the plane visually that they're in a restricted zone um, it's it's has to do with lasers and they shine a laser onto the plane and the pilot you know instantly you're in the wrong spot uh, so you know there are accidents that happen there was one a few a couple of years ago when yeah just uh, trying not to shine that laser in the pilot's eyes while he's trying no, to no they're 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 low enough frequency <laughs> and they showed the pictures of it, it looks kind of wild there was an incident a couple of years ago where uh, president bush was uh, visiting the southland now you got to remember and that whenever the president's around those restrictions go out that much more you know you talk about five miles around the airport it's, i think it's like 20 or 25 miles around air force one or any area where the president's around and lo and behold uh you had a pilot that was coming from santa barbara down to john wayne airport that just accidentally strayed into that without having proper authorization and they followed him all the way in right down to uh, john wayne and they he spent the next six hours just answering questions with them, but it was purely accidental, purely innocent. But yeah, it, you know they can they can make your life miserable. But what can I say? But you're right. right. If if somebody if somebody's going to go and it goes, I think this also goes down to kind of kind of a couple of points that uh, you're going on the security issue. If you're going to have someone that's going to plan it out, that's going to that that's dead set that they're going to do something. It's it's hard it's hard pressed to try to stop them. That's that's the whole business of doing any of that type of work. Yeah, well, you know, I don't know. It just seems, in the way they reported it, and I'm not buying it because it. Well, I'm skeptical. I'm I believe I want to believe everything you say, Richard, and I, I do believe you're speaking from what you believe is the absolute truth. But the yeah, way I was listening to a couple of your shows on how you, oh surprising Richard was right. Well, no, you are occasionally right, <laughs> but the way Channel Four, and this is the, this is the great thing about well, not the great thing, the thing about the press today, they can make the impossible seem possible sometimes with the way they report it. And I was watching. Thank you for not smoking, or thank you for smoking, whatever it's called, um, before we started this today. And it's all about the way you spin the argument, you know. Yeah. And they give a very. Uh, credible story to make it look like Disney's getting special treatment that the other parks aren't. And if it if what you're saying is very accurate that some of these parks are already um let's say under guard by other areas, 
then uh, you well, they're know, getting they're getting the protection by being well, uh, by the benefit of being near an airport. They didn't they airport. didn't need special uh, benefits. Yeah. So that would be the question. Well, then why does Disney have to have it be special? I don't know. It's very interesting. I'm I'm reading. I'm I'm scanning some publications here on the various airspaces, and there's but, there's what, some, what? you know talk about Class D airspace. You have to have. Uh, radio communication with the tower, right? Well, there's right. no tower at Disneyland controlling the Class D airspace there. You'd be under, you'd be uh, talking to either Los Al or Fullerton. Okay, but see, the Class there's D airspace no over yeah. Disneyland is not well, that's why, that's assigned why, to Los Al or Fullerton. It's its own. Right. It's 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 classified under a flight restriction. It's not classified as an actual air. It's, it's not classified. As regular airspace, class a regular airspace. airspace. It's yes, a, it's it's a flight restriction over there. In fact, I'll read you exactly. So could you say? Start. Could you say then that the Disneyland's uh, air restriction, I'll, I'll whatever? Exactly what well, what, what I'm asking let, you let, is: let, is, let, is Disney's is here. Disney's different? They're being classified incorrectly, though they should maybe have some kind of coverage protection, maybe it's not the right one, which is what well, is here, leading me, people to this conclusion. Let, let me read exactly. It says, pursuant to public law, blah, 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 aircraft operations are prohibited at and below 3,000 feet within three nautical mile radius of the Disneyland theme park, and then it gives out it gives all your exact coordinates on the VOR, except as specified, see airport facilities directory for details. So that's exactly what it says on the chart, is that you need to go find details before you go flying into that airspace. And that's all it is. It's it no, it is not. It's absolutely not Class D because it's not an airport zone. You're correct, but it's very similar to the same type of idea. Yeah. And that's why I'm saying is, you know, you talk about Knott's Berry Farm, they're already under Class D airspace. You talk about Universal Studios, they're already under Class C airspace. Yes. And, okay, is, okay, Richard, can I can I ask you to do about something? Las Vegas, they're already under Class B airspace. So, can I ask you to do something, Richard? I try. Call Channel Four out. Write write them a little letter, uh, to see if you get a response. I'm just curious what they'd say if you say, "Hey, I am a pilot, and you're full of shit." <laughs> uh, you don't have to put it so eloquently, uh, but um, well. Hey Mike. Yeah. Do you remember who owns Channel who owns NBC? General Electric Corporation. No, no, no. They 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 recently there was there was somebody else that operates I mean it's NBC somebody else. Does anybody remember what that was? MSNBC? No, no, no. Well, what, what's your point? It's not Cap no. City, so General Electric owns NBC. <laughs> still. NBC it's NBC Universal. Universal owns uh NBC. Oh. <laughs> okay. Okay. So why now? When you know, I asked earlier, making a big game. deal about Universal. Well, yeah. When I asked earlier, what was the big deal? Why would this be uh, mentioned? You had no clue. Did that finally just. Well, I forgot. You, I forgot about that little part there too. I was looking at that one. Okay. So it, fi it finally hit you that that's. that's Are you what it sure? Was. Yeah. It's NBC here's another, here's it, another tangent. No, no, do no. A, do a Google then. Are yeah. you sure that that uh, McCarran's Class B airspace? Yeah, I looked it up on the uh, according to this, right here. Okay, because according to this publication, there's only 29 Class B airspace airports in the country. I say, where's my section? Oh, it's right here. And then there's only 120 Class C airspace airports in the country. Um, 
Let me go. So here. Vegas, I guess Vegas is probably one of the 29, 29 busiest airports in the country. Yeah. Uh, McCarran or, International Continuous Clasby. Yeah. Twelve thousand feet. Yeah, here oh, we go. Cla Cla Las Vegas Class B airspace, Nellis Air Force Base included. Los Angeles Class B. Here's the one that was always the uh, big question mark in my flight class was San Diego Class B. So, really? Yeah, that was always referred to as the Pete Wilson TCA because uh, Mayor Pete Wilson insisted on having it after we had the PSA crash down there years ago. Oh, TCA, but they're not called TCA. They're not, they're called areas. Class yeah. B now. Yeah, yeah. Easy to remember. So b More basically confusing. what you're saying then, Richard, is any pilot can fly through there as long as the tower is giving them permission to pass. Through. Telling them to, yeah, yeah. Yeah, as long as you're under positive control and you're given permission by air traffic control, yeah. Okay, so well, here's the other question. Could traf air traffic control be under, I don't want to say orders because that's not the right word. Is it possibly being suggested that you cannot get that permission to go through there? I don't know. I've never had the problems. But when, then again, I haven't, I, you know, my flight time over the last couple of years has been extremely limited. But right, I never right. had problems. When, when's the last time that you saw a banner, uh, uh, an airplane pulling a banner around the park? Uh, it would have to be the summer of 2001 that I can remember. Okay. So that's what I'm right, saying. You know, right, you, right, you, after, right after we opened California Adventure. California Adventure, yeah. yeah. And they're like, get out. In fact, there, in fact, I think it was the year before that we actually had two banner planes make contact with each other. Their wings tapped each other in the in midair. They were trying to get ahead of one another, and because uh, I I called it in, I I called into the flight office in L.A. and told them, "Hey, here's these two banner planes. I don't know what the numbers are, but they're over, and they tapped each other. We could we heard the tap down on the ground. So, hmm." So that could also be part of it there too. Well, yeah, my I think it I I'm just wondering if this well, I don't think that they've got that much power, but then yet you don't know. I mean, the uh some of the responses I saw on the NBC site was, you know, uh it's it's the old thing those who have the money control um or the, the gold, gold the gold standard, those with the gold yeah, rule. Yeah, make the rules, yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I'm a bit skeptical on this whole thing, but yet, like I, they made a credible argument, and you're you're making an equally, if not more, credible argument. Um, and I sure well, trust you, you more than uh, Moyer. So uh, <laughs> I hope so. That's yeah. well, that's that's the thing that I always was really. Uh, I mean, Paul Moyer himself is a pilot, so. I don't know. Yeah, but he doesn't write well as much as they want you to well, think. They don't write. They don't yeah, write the news. He, he's a talking head, but he's, talking he, he's head. part of the process though, because these guys aren't so much of talking heads that they just go along with whatever they're told. They are well, some of them are somewhat involved in what the you know, especially the high end ones, what they want to talk about, what they don't want to talk about. Yeah, you know, it's not like they're at some you know Channel Twelve and Podunk nowhere. Uh, you know, this is a huge market, and those guys have agents and you know shitloads of money coming into them you know so they have some control on their their future and what they get to say and not get to say so go figure but anyways so hmm. that was one of those little things that came up 
recently that goes right in the line with what we were talking about tonight. Yeah, secure or not secure and all that BS. I, you know, to be honest with you, I still feel fairly secure in the park. I think there is somewhat of a false sense of security with the bag checks because, you know, any any smart cookie's got to realize that, um, you know, you could smuggle something in if you really wanted to. And and you know, like like I said, it goes the same. You could say the same with anything. If you have a person that's out and out planning to do something, it's you're hard pressed to stop them. So that's why the question is, and I, I don't want to say you're going to say I sound like a shill, and yeah, it's going to be the <laughs> same old talk. I, that goes like without this. saying, but yeah, by me. But this goes into one of those things that people themselves, and I mean all of us, have to take certain responsibilities. On if we see something, pose the question. Uh, how many times, you know, well, you'll have somebody say, well, I saw that happen, you know, half an hour ago. Well, why didn't you bring it up to somebody's attention half an hour ago that when something could have done instead of now, you know, when we, we talk about, uh, Virginia tech, uh, that's a prime example. People were saying, well, you know, we saw him doing this. He was acting weird. The guy said that the gun store, yeah, he was kind of, you know, wasn't quite right, but nobody bothered to po start posing the questions. They just said, "Oh, somebody should have done something." Well, yeah, somebody should have done something. In hindsight, it's always 2020. But the thing is, not enough people were asking the questions. Of wait a uh, second, you know, that's I personally find a lot of that. And that's the guys. I don't know. You know what? There's some people at work that should I be asking the question? You have the right in this country to be an asshole, to be a weirdo, <laughs> to be a racist. You have that right. That's, That's your God-given right to be an idiot. Well, so. it's not a God-given right. It's a it's a it's a right given down a, by the Constitution. Con constitutional you know? wait, wait, framers. Oh, wait a second. <laughs> Aren't those part of your inalienable rights given granted by your Creator? The whole so. use of the word inalienable is racist. So uh, what? That oh, was it's a Star, Star Trek, Trek reference. Oh. Star Trek Six. <laughs> So no, that was human rights, not inalienable. That was human rights. Was oh, that's racist. right, that's racist. Yeah. Yes. Um, but you guys freaking. <laughs> <laughs> well, I bet if we said no, it's your but... face that makes you look fat. You would have laughed. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah. See. <laughs> so your references are a okay, but ours are uh, not, huh? No, I'm just. I, did I see Star Trek Six? Yes, you did. That's one of the better ones. As, Is that first uh, contact? Undis undiscovered country. Undiscovered country. Oh, you, you haven't heard Shakespeare till you've heard it in the original Klingon. Klingon. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> see, the undiscovered country. All I remember is that why does God need a spaceship? That was five. No, that was. That, that was, was five. five. Yeah. Oh, the undiscovered country is when the was Klingon planet blew up, right? Is that yeah, the one right. undiscovered country? Yeah, okay. you're catching on. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, Christopher Lloyd. Have, have, Chris... have we gone? Have we gone around enough on this subject? I mean, we've gotten from the yes, yes, world yes, to, yes. Know. Well, you know, I would like to see security do bag check at Disneyland. Not that it's going to be any better, but I think there is a little bit of, if you want to call it false sense of security, it would make me feel better to think someone who maybe has a little training in something besides a ticket taker look through a bag. Whether or not they have the training is something else. Well, I agree. You know, the whole thing is, 
Uh, it's it's placebo. Yeah, it's already been stated. It's placebo. Yeah, it, it is. But you especially, know, especially if you go regular and you see how uh, inconsistent they are. Thorough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and like the guy posted here on the the mice chat thing that you know he took his po pocket knife in the backpack. He got called out. Okay, next time he puts his pocket knife in his pocket and he walks right in. So, come on. Well, yeah, I mean, you know that you can't check for everything. I mean, even metal detectors things are getting by now. I mean, it's you just got to do the best you can to minimize it. Um, and if you know, again, it's not that that pocket knife might have been the cause of anything, but it, what if he drops it and someone else grabs? You know, it's it's all that what if what could happen well, yeah, there's, yeah. There's, there's always the what ifs and then there's always the question of how much is too much how much becomes too intrusive i that's when you go to magic mountain they use metal detectors that's yeah they use metal detectors. and you have off-duty sheriff's deputies over there that are, that are uh, patting you down um you know airline flight these days i cannot stand flying commercial air traffic because I can't stand the way TSA handles everything uh, because I just consider it way too intrusive. Is it necessary? Well, that depends on how your definition is. I mean, do you want to take the risk for the added freedom or do you want to give it up? And that goes on to a whole other, you know, kettle of worms there. Kettle of worms. Oh, there's a new one. I okay. like that one. Kettle of worms. Kettle of worms. Okay. I personally don't find the um, TSA stuff that much of a bother. It's just, unfortunately, it, <laughs> I've it is. I've had to address every time I've gone through that thing. Well, um, you know, then you'll be be a seasoned traveler and okay. don't wait, wait, put I'm, crap in your pockets I'm gonna, and set the thing I'm off. I'm going to call him out on this. What the hell do you mean by undressing? Oh, uh, stripping down to well. You're full of shit. What? <laughs> you are so Boots, full of shit. Boots, socks, belts, shirt. No, oh, you didn't take off your shirt at the airport. Oh, I, too. I don't belt, believe you. Yes, shoes. Belt, yes. Belt, yes, belt, shoes. <laughs> but socks. Come socks, on. Socks. I had to take socks off too. I was barefoot. No, you didn't. There. Yes, I Good did. Lord, no. For that what? That was in Atlanta. Because <laughs> he needed some odor eaters, and they no wanted to make sure. Well, did, you no throw, did, you throw them in the, did you throw them in the bucket that goes to the x-ray along with your shoes? No, because they because every time I've gone through, through there, they out had feet step off to the side. They've always pulled me out of the line there to go through the additional It's not what experience. you're wearing. It's hmm? not what you're wearing. It's not what you're wearing. Okay, was you know, it just I've, experience, I've, the big sniffer machine that blows on you? No, I've never gone through one of those. Yeah, that's the extra experience you get. See, Karen got pulled over once, the smoking wife, because her belt went off or something went off. So that was the immediate thing that you should have known dumb shit to take whatever off that made the noise. So we're going to look at you. Uh, one of the kids, their backpack was identified as having substance in it that could be an explosive material. And what ended up happening is she had spilled some... Um, Makeup or something that's very common for makeup to have glycerin in it. So they, glycerin and talc, yeah. yeah, they totally wiped it down. And I've on occasion been asked, um, they wipe down the computer uh, with their little, you know, tab, a little pad, and that's the up. machine smells and, it, you yeah. know. And I have no problem with any of that. It's just, you know, maybe that's false sense of security, but okay, you know what? I want the little bit of false sense of security to think that the average, see, the average. 
we're never going to stop the person who really wants to do it. What you want to stop is the average dumb shit who gets a hair up his ass and decides he yeah. wants to do it. Well, that's that's you know I've always made the same comment. I'm never I've never been afraid of having some Al Qaeda guy coming over here and trying to do something in some sort of jihad. You know, the one I'm always afraid of is your Timothy McVeigh that just has some sort of wait. Wait, of... you're serious? Even after 9/11, you're not worried about a jihadist. You're worried about the the average white supremacist I'm, Timothy I'm... McVeigh. Bingo. Yep. Really. Yep. Really. Those, really. Those Really, those are the ones that really scare me the most. See, I used to say I, uh, nuclear war never scared me. It's nukes in the hands of third world assholes like the Arcadis, yeah. because Russia was never going to push the button. We were never going to push the button. There was a you know mutual China's assured gonna, destruction yeah. type of. China's never going to push. But then well, you your, yeah, I might not. You know, yeah. Now, Korea, 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 Korea. And, there's, and they have the missile capability too. Yeah, yeah. So. who gave that to them? Uh, just like uh, Team America, we must take care of <laughs> Kilium Sung. Okay. So with that. Yeah. Let's see, where are we at now? Freaking boring ass. Uh, this has been a non-Disney discussion. Hey, well, this is a topic someone asked us to talk about, and a lot of these things are kind of related. Do, you know, Do you feel really secure at the airport and then not at Disneyland when it's the same kind of in a way, BS check. I mean, sometimes they do a good well, one, though they have x-rays and all that there. The airport's a little know. bit less BS than Disneyland, for crying out loud. Well, Richard seems to think it's what, about what, the what, same, the way I understood him saying he I, was tired of I, taking his no, shoes off and underwear. I I, <laughs> you're just upset to keep seeing your G-string. That's, I think, your problem. <laughs> what hey, I have a problem with it. on cold when you're wearing one of those in those air-conditioned airports. What I have a problem with is they make you take off your shoes and you know no one's going to try that again. So. But that's that's not consistent. In LA, let's see where. Uh, okay. In my, LA, I've had to take my, my shoes off. In yes. Orlando, I've never had to take my shoes off. Well, yes, you have. I had to in Orlando. The last I did time not. I the last time I went to Orlando, I'd take off my shoes. I did not. I, I did. The San Francisco trip, I just took. Got to take shoes off yeah. in Ontario yeah. and in San Francisco. Right. Well, I'm I, just telling you, like it's I been said, inconsistent. I had to, uh, I've had to. I've gone barefooted on every trip. They made you take your damn socks off. <laughs> I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I don't believe, it. Don't believe it. Atlanta. Uh, that's bullshit. Did they make bullshit. you turn your pockets inside out too? <laughs> yep. <laughs> and you know what? They're all sitting behind that glass wall. Going, <laughs> yeah, look look at that dumb shit. <laughs> bullshit or not. Yeah. Bullshit. Bullshit. <laughs> There, one of these days we'll have our bullshit recreation. So. No, I don't want to see that recreated. Thank you very much. You can just keep that bullshit to yourself. Okay. Enough's enough. Jeez, Mike, Papa Gaskin. Oh, goodness. You just got me giggling. That's all. Did you snort some coke through your nose, too? No, no, no. Just the image of Richard with his freaking pockets. <laughs> pockets inside out holding his socks. Gotta tell you, it was pretty <laughs> damn annoying. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, yeah? It's very unsanitary, too. I'm surprised yeah. it was... Okay. I, I have never seen that happen. I just, I'm, 
I bullshit or not is right. I don't believe it. <laughs> I saw them take the little the the uh, typical in Salt Lake City. They took the little typical old uh, granny behind the curtain. Yeah. And I didn't have to do that because I was just changing plans in Salt Lake. But I, I watched them as they took pulled her out of line and took her over to the curtains off to the side to go for the body cat body cavity there. Okay. So. Poor grandma. Yeah. So I, I you know. <sighs> I, okay. I just find the whole thing annoying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you did. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, you got your whole fist up there. <laughs> Relax. <laughs> He's singing Blue Moon. Yeah, breathe easy. <laughs> Time to say goodnight, I turn, think. That was a Blue Moon. He's singing Moon River. Moon River. Turn your head and cough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cough. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty bad. I know we've totally made light of a security issue that they asked about, but you know what? I, one of the most secure places I feel is in Disney parks. I let my kids wander around in Disney parks. I'm never worried about someone hauling my kids out of a Disney park. Um, so weapons in a Disney park, if somebody really wants to get in it, get it in. They're going to get going, it in. They're going to. Yeah. We're, we're looking for the average person who is the dumb shit. It's you know it, it's a banger, it, yeah. a banger, or somebody like that and bringing his. It's like and, it's like gun control. You can't prevent even with the strictest gun control certain people you know the bad people who usually are the people doing this from getting it yes you have the occasional crazy guy i remember years ago in san francisco i don't know if it's a law office whatever guy just you know went out and bought a gun came in and blew a few people away those are the rare events it's most of the time it's you know it's the gangbangers and the people who got them illegally anyways so and I, I'll agree with it completely. I, I have no problems having my kids, you know, wandering around in Disneyland or Walt Disney World, for that matter, on their own. And uh, I still refer to it as probably one of the safest, safest places in the world. Except watch out for um, the the characters, though, because they, they like to take swings at you. <laughs> <laughs> only, when you only when you deserve it. <laughs> uh, that's good. Oh, all right, we're we gonna wrap this up now. Well, yeah, we are, but we're gonna we're gonna remind people of the upcoming episodes. This is our only pre-planning, and Richard should get in on some of these since he's finally showing up to the show. Oh. Um, we thought about revisiting Paul Pressler, but I don't think we'll do that. Did we do that again? No, no. Yeah, it's it's on no, our list, no. but it may not happen. Uh, million. This is the one that uh, Paul Barry wants to get in on. Million. The year of a million dreams. One. Is it working? And two. Does it discriminate? Yeah. Um, next, uh, uh, we already uh, did the build the Walt AA one. So, and we already did the overdeveloped Walt Disney World. Should they concentrate? It? We kind of did that with the whole world. Uh, add another park in the world thing. Yep. Uh, so those are some of our upcoming ideas. So you guys need to send us some more. Uh, yeah, send us emails. And if Richard actually, you know, thinks of something, uh, we could use one of his ideas too. I might. Maybe. Yeah. It might be a stretch, but. We'll try. Hey, I, I came up with the aircraft one tonight now, didn't yes, I? He, yes, he did. I, I was pleasantly surprised, Richard. Well, thank you. Now well, i got to go in. put all this stuff away that I pulled out on my air charts. Anyways. All right, so, well, it's nice to be back after a three-week hiatus. 
Maybe we could crank out more than one show every two or three weeks. Well, let's see how long this one goes. We may have to... You know, I personally don't mind them being long, but we've been one hour and 54 minutes, so it's probably about 145. Yeah. Uh, you know. Oh, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. Really, you, know, you really did have two shows tonight. We, we had the uh, West Fest, which, was, which I know you guys predominantly wanted to talk about on tonight's show, and then it kind of just fell into this one as well, so... Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. I haven't cut a show in a long time. Maybe we'll have to cut it in half. Okay. We'll, we'll just find out. We'll see. Right. Okay, well, um, on that note, everybody say goodbye or good night, whichever they prefer. All right, fine. Good night. Good night. Good night. Ah, shit, I didn't push record. Damn it. Oh, you're full of, <laughs> yeah, you're right. full of crap. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah.